I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everyone, welcome to part three of the Stompcast. Lisa and I are still meandering through the forest. We've managed to stay upright. We've had a few puddles and things. Yep. Right. Have you got soggy feet? Are they okay? No, these are, these are such good walking boots. I haven't got my wellies on because I just don't know. Sometimes I do fall over yeah, in them because sure. they don't have a very good tread. You do actually Whereas need, these are really... it's really important to have a good, I know they always say it, but good pair of hiking boots yeah. is a must like a really good pair that you can trust don't give you blisters you can wear all year round and toenails don't underestimate not having the right shoes because in lockdown i was doing this walk loads of times walking all over the place we'd walk miles and miles and miles george and us george and i and I, in the end i had black toenails where i was just wearing dms basically oh, gosh. um and yes not pretty for they, us girlies they, they did they did you in on they that, totally on the did so then i invested in these and they're brilliant have you, um, throughout your life, actually, to, speaking of uh, walking and stomping, as I like to say, have you spent more time, is it walking a part of, been a part of your life throughout it, or have you walked more in recent years? No, Did I've you, always walked. You've always been Always a walked, absolutely. Always stomped around, I stomped around London, yeah. peddling my wares with my portfolio. I, I, I joke that I could be a London ta- taxi driver because I know the road so well. So, yeah, I love I walking. I say that same thing as well. I always say, <laughs> within zone three, I can yeah. direct. Don't I, Abs? I say that, don't I? I always say, oh, within zone three, I can do... I get lost once you start. Not lost, but I, I, after Angel, I think I'd need to have a bit more direction. But I think I'm yeah. quite good in, in the other parts. It's, it's because London's such a scenic city. It's yeah, so... It's every street is so individual. That's why you can learn it, I think. Yeah. Whereas you go to other parts, perhaps because I don't know them very well, but other cities kind of more difficult to to know but if you think of the landmarks you have in London you've got St Paul's uh, a lot of the time I used to say when I'd got a night out I'd say what I do to find my home if, if I was walking home is I'd look up for the shard because yeah. I used to live by Rotherhithe which I always knew was just just beyond the shard so wherever I was in, in kind of central like, London my... I'd look it'd be like the northern star because it was lit up <laughs> at the top I thought right I know where home is <laughs> And then I'd walk past Tower Bridge, know that I was well on the way, and before you know it, 20 minutes, I'll be back home. I've cleaned the windows at the top of the Shard. That was terrifying. Have you actually? Yeah, I had to do it for charity, live on the radio. It was absolutely awful. And it was a really windy day, so the whole... I had to get in this little bucket thing, and it had to keep changing where we were in the building because the weather was so treacherous. treacherous. And uh, I had to clean the windows. Are you scared of heights, or are you scared of heights? Yeah, I'm not keen on heights Oh, gosh, that would have been fair play to you, because that's... I mean, if they're going to think of any example of probably the scariest place to do that, it's probably, yeah. <laughs> which I guess is why they chose it. I'm yeah, guessing. absolutely. And we were doing a live broadcast from the Shard and it was like this jeopardy between Dave and I and who didn't raise enough money had to do it. But in actual fact, he hates heights even more than yeah. I do. So I took one for the team and, oh. and did it for him. Oh. But anyway, back to walking. I, don't, I, never, I didn't drive for the longest time, so I was always on foot. So walking has always been my... My feet were my carriage, as Bob Marley sings. Well, let's, let's delve into this part. I'd like to talk a little bit about later, you know, I guess later in life in terms of 40s and 50s onwards yeah. and how we view that 
that kind of age because we talked a little bit earlier about being young and stuff and you know I think when I was 19 it was like oh my gosh when I turn 30 that's old and then 30 and you actually realize like no age is old you are the age you are you are mm. you you are that person so I guess perhaps you could explain a little bit about why did you feel that you wanted to write this book and what's what, what's the kind of takeaways you want someone to establish or learn or understand from reading it? So the take-homes for the book and why I wanted to write it is because I am so into empowering women and giving them their confidence, making them feel the best they can possibly feel and look the best they can possibly feel. So going back to confidence we spoke about earlier on in the show, you know, even though sometimes I do have to fake it to make it and I do get worried before I do things, I think clothes can make you feel really confident. And so on this morning, I do my fashion segments and, you know, get women who are our viewers, they, they, they call in, they email in and they, they come onto the show. Very brave thing to do. Go out there in front of the whole nation yeah, and model amazing. and they're in clothes that's they wouldn't awesome. normally wear. That's awesome, yeah. They're going to hair and makeup and you see them from when they arrive in the morning to then when they walk out to the catwalk and they just look amazing. That must feel really good oh, for you. That must be an buzz. awesome feeling to see someone's confidence lifted, you know. I love it. And, you know, it, a little thing like just good underwear can really make a big difference. You know, having your hair done, it's like little small things can really get you out of a little bit of that kind of rut that you may have been in. So that's really important to me. And I did start doing a lot of stuff with women's health and learning more and more about my menopause and my perimenopause. You know, I was doing these um, weekly talks on Instagram called Midweek Menopause Madness with Dr. Naomi Potter. And I just started learning more and more about the menopause and just kind of how crazy it is and how varied uh, the symptoms can be and how unique everybody's perimenopause and menopause journey is. And then HarperCollins approached me and asked me if I'd write, write a book. And because I just won MasterChef, I assumed that they were going to ask me to do a cookbook. And they were like, no, we want you to write about the menopause. So I was like, okay, well, funnily enough, I'd started writing something a few months earlier. Again, manifesting. Yeah. Talk about that a yeah, lot in the book. But I didn't want it to just be about the menopause. That's why it's called Just Getting Started Lessons in Life, Love and Menopause. So the Just Getting Started for me was really important because, as I said, that's my mantra as I turn 50 not to listen to society's view of how older women should be, you know, or, or more mature women, how you should just retire, give up, fade away, not be interesting, not be seen, not be heard. I was like, sod that. That is so far from how we should be living. You know, in kind of Eastern medicine, Eastern philosophy, in, in, different, in Eastern countries, that, you know, age is revered, it's like respected, it's seen as, you know, we have experience. Celebrated. It's celebrated. And I, that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted women to be able to read this book and to find their self-worth, their confidence, um, and to have an excitement about this new phase in their life. It's just a transitional phase. It's just a little blip. And once you get a handle on the menopause and the pre-menopause, you can feel and look even better. Like, we don't look like our 25-year-old selves. Obviously, that's true. But there's so much more than worrying about a little bit of... Yeah. Well, how you look is, is I mean, we, we do kind of put too much of a emphasis, I think, on how we look. And that doesn't mean about how we express. Like, the way that you dress and the clothes that you wear is a very different thing to worrying about you, how you look into your skin. And mm-hmm. your, do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's a nice thing to enjoy fashion at any age. It doesn't mean you're like, oh, I'm overly obsessed with how I look. It's when you start attaching your youthful youthful looks as like, right, if I look young, that means I'm yeah. worth a lot my self-worth is high and if I don't look young quotation marks then my self-worth is low that's very different isn't it mm. 
So also in the book, um, I talk about the fact that at school, you know, we're taught about puberty, periods, pregnancy, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Then everything else just drops off. Mm -hmm. You don't get taught about what happens afterwards. Mm -hmm. you, don't get, you don't get explained that slowly your ovaries will stop, you'll mm -hmm. stop producing the hormones mm -hmm. that they've been mm -hmm. producing so that you can obviously have a baby. Um, so the testosterone, the estrogen, the progesterone, all of that just starts slowing down and then you start to get all of these symptoms and that is considered the perimenopause, that early kind of stage when the hormones are fluctuating. When you're noticing kind of symptoms When you're noticing changing. symptoms, but I didn't notice symptoms. I didn't know what I was supposed to be noticing. I was 42 and I had no idea. I wasn't taught at school that, you know, and I think in my head, menopause, a menopausal woman didn't look like me. It was way in the future. This was somebody who maybe was 60, who was more frail than me, who, you know, it wasn't me. So that's why I've been doing so much education around this subject. And just obviously lots of other people have been too. And I've just been really open the last kind of six, seven years about my symptoms. Um, and then being a menopausal woman now, I'm postmenopausal, which means if when you haven't had a period for a whole year, haven't had a bleed for a whole year, that is considered menopausal. And now I'm postmenopausal, and I think a lot of women don't want to admit that. A lot of women are ashamed of it, perhaps, perhaps you know, and uh, see it as a really signifies getting older. And a lot of women think, oh, I'm not, I'm not sexy anymore. I'm not desired. I'm not valued. I'm not, and and that's kind of what I wanted to readdress. I wanted women to have this attitude of like. Hell to that, I'm just getting started. What do I want to do now? Maybe your kids have grown up, they've left the nest. You've been giving to everybody in your life forever. Now it's your turn to just take it back and like go and do all the things that you've ever wanted to do. What is on your bucket list? What have you been too scared to do? Like me, MasterChef, I didn't want to do it, but I did. So it's like just getting started, owning it, because this last 52 years have gone really quick and I know that the next 50 is going to go even quicker. So. I just don't want anybody to waste any more time being scared of what people think of them, being scared of like failure. Just go out there and do it. And so there's loads of advice on that kind of thing. It's kind of sprinkled through just to contextualize things that have happened to me as far as being in relationships that haven't been very nice. Um, a couple of abusive relationships um, being treated badly. And then there's lots of stuff with you know, the self-help, a kind of continuation from a podcast that I did a couple of years ago called Get Lifted, where, you know, I kind of draw on those four pillars or what I consider to be the four pillars of health, like your mental, emotional, physical and spiritual well-being. So there's all the things I like to do, whether it's the breath work, the walking in nature, forest bathing, as the Japanese say, you know, being outside. I love that, forest bathing. Yeah, forest Oh, that's bathing. such a lovely so way no of phone, about it. So no phone, no phone. Just you and nature and just taking in all the colours and the scents and the sounds. That's what you should be doing is prescribing people forest bathing. Yeah. Forest Absolutely. bathing with a good old stomp. Exactly. It's <laughs> going to be good. Forest bathing stomp. stomp. Uh, yeah. yeah, something. We can, we can work it's, on it's that. Gonna, it's going to be good. I mean, I, um, I, I, I was talking to um, someone the other day because I started enjoying running quite a bit. So I was talking to someone who was saying about you know people finding love of sports later you know mm -hmm. in life and and even to an extent of you know people's in their 70s doing their first marathons and stuff and you know you, when you're young you kind of do have this odd view of things that like once you're like you said when you're 55 or 60 65 you start like winding down you're tired mm -hmm. just sit in an armchair and that's Lose it your purpose. But that's not like 
that doesn't life doesn't have to be that way. When you start realizing people that run marathons at like seventy or they start a new maybe even a new career at sixty or whatever yeah. it might be, you realize that we put these odd like limits on stuff like mm-hmm. oh you're allowed to do this till this time it's kind of like oh yeah you shouldn't be going to concerts and enjoying yeah. music or like, or that's like, not age appropriate why are you wearing yeah. dungarees and you're like because i want to wear them yeah. i hate all of those, yeah. those so it, restrictions and limits so and- how do we how you know if you're someone that's who kind of finds it you know perhaps finds it difficult to kind of break out of that mold or that expectation and when you grow up let's be honest when you grow up with things said around you and you see things growing up they actually yeah. do affect the way you view the world quite a lot mm-hmm. so how do you kind of let go of all that and think do you know what sod it i'm going to do a new hobby or you know start a new career or i'm going to run a marathon even though i've never done running before how do you change that mindset i think you just have to dig deep and just realize that life is too short to stop and to, uh, and to stop doing the things that you want to do to stop pushing yourself to stop having new hobbies and interests to stop you know you've got to push yourself a little bit more you've just got to really go for it and ju- just start slowly it doesn't have to be the marathon it can just be get a nice pair of trainers and go for a walk start walking start. exactly have Light them job. by the bed i always say like with women who are struggling with like getting out there and obviously the menopause causes all sorts of things, obviously weight gain, which affects the confidence massively, but also aches and pains and things like that. I always say, put the trainers by the bed. First thing in the morning, don't think about it. Just put them on and get out the house, even if it's a walk. And then if you want to train for the marathon, then do, you know, that's a, a mile. Gr- that's a great f- bit of advice because if you've got, for example, if you put your trainers by the bed, yeah. you're infinitely more likely to pick up the trainers, put them on in the morning, yeah. they're right in your path. Like it's in the path if you do it. It's like they say... Um, you know, they say like if you, you know, with your tablets and stuff, to, to not forget taking your tablets each day, which is what I do. I put them by my bedside table because every morning I turn over, roll around, I turn the light on or whatever I'm going to do. Yeah. And they're there and you take them. And I guess it's a similar yeah. thing of like put it in the path of your existence and you're going to, you're more likely to do it, right? Absolutely. Don't think about it because I think we'll always talk ourselves out of doing something, yeah. especially exercise. You'll be like, oh, I'm a bit tired and oh God, can I really be bothered? Just do it. Just absolutely do it. And you'll, it will become a habit and you'll do it every day. And if you are training for the marathon, then that's gonna be easier. Strength training, resistance training, brilliant for us women. Never too old Very to important. start that. Very you know, important see, for yeah. protecting the bones Absolutely. and the muscles. And even if, you know, again, that's another example, actually. People going, oh, I've never lifted weights yeah. in my life. Great time to start. You know, and I you see these start. women, like you said, on Instagram, who are in their mm. 90s, like lifting, they're yeah. so inspiring. You don't have to be lifting really heavy weights. It doesn't no, even have to no. be weights. It can just be planks, it can be squats, it can be all of these Sitting things. Sitting standing, you know, yeah. from seat, seated standing, squatting, so from a seated position standing up is a great core and leg uh, workout and yeah. stuff. And, and, and if you're in doubt, then, you know, try a few classes and things. Yeah, and, really if, and if money's a bit tricky, then you can look on you know, different platforms and YouTube and things like that. There's, there's, you know, things, exercise you can do, weight-bearing exercises that don't cost a fortune. But I do think classes, workout clubs are really great to go to because you get that kind of camaraderie. It's a load of fun. You can swear at each other and be like, oh, this is so hard. And you can, you know, you can just have a giggle and you make new friends as well. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That's a great, another actually point, a good, really good point, is that when you go through transitional phases of life, and I think that you actually go through a lot of transitions in your life, you know, you go from school to university, at the moment it's university working place, or, you know, it's your 30, you know, late 20s and 30s and to your 40s, I think, you know, people go in different directions. You, you need to make yeah. perhaps new friends and your yeah. old friends stay. It's a great way when you start a new hobby or do something entirely different. You do meet people. You, you really do. Like, you know, just going along to a class. I mean, I met loads of people. I went to a running club the other week and I just suddenly found myself surrounded by people who have very, very similar interests of, of me because I've gone along to something I'm interested in. Yeah. And the chance of someone else similar to me going as well yeah. is really high. It sounds obvious, but... Unless you really put yourself out there, you don't see it. No, and it it's, it's, can be such a great, and it's rewarding as well once you've done it, like you get such a great high from it, you, you just feel so much more positive, or I do, and then I make better choices with everything else, so like my food choices, and then I'm sleeping better, and it just has a really positive knock-on effect. But I'd say, you know, if you are a little bit, oh, if you're a bit anxious, a bit nervous, a bit scared, just, just, but just do it, because I promise you, I was nervous, I was anxious, I was scared to do MasterChef, and... You know, I'm just so pleased I did. And whenever I do anything that I'm scared to do and I, and I push through, afterwards I'm like, yes, a little pat on the back. And remember those A little win, things. a little win. Remember those examples where you thought, I can't do this yeah. or I don't want to do this. And when you have done it, write it down. Yeah. Put it in your notes. Just put it somewhere that you can find really quickly so you can go back to that moment and think, well, the last time I didn't want to do this but mm, did. Great what tip. What happened? Mm-hmm. what happened and even having a notebook by your bed you know worries fears things that are bothering you things that maybe keep you awake at night just have something just to scribble down things to put it all down when you wake up in the morning you've had a great dream or an epiphany or you, you think of something you know write it down i was out at the weekend so many women were like i really want to write a book i'm like write a book then yeah that's true what's stopping you just write it write a book you write it you just write just write an writing. email to yourself if, even if you don't want anybody to read it initially don't write it on a Word document if that's too yeah. sort of serious or sort of it's jarring you. Just write a little email to yourself and just send it. There's different ways to start writing, but you're right. Just, just get it all down. Just, life's too short to stop yourself from doing these things. Just, just go out there and do it. Go out there and do it. I think that's a, well, I think that's brilliant advice. And on that note, I think we'll do our health Fact of the week, shall we? I might. Uh, I think I could see you almost prepping it. I feel you prepping it behind me. <laughs> she's got the phone. She's got it. She's got a pink phone that's matching her lovely pink. Uh, is that? What do you call that? What kind of bag is that? It's a fanny pack. It's, it's a fanny pack. It's a fanny, fanny pack. Fair play. Well, there we go. Learn something new every day. Right. Should we do our health fact of the week? So, in a survey commissioned by Health and Her of 1,000 women between the ages of 45 to 60, 70% admitted to experiencing perimenopausal symptoms mm. in their 30s and 40s but 90% failed to recognise the immediate link to their fluctuating hormones yeah. and instead attributed symptoms to ageing, stress, anxiety and depression, which is fascinating because of what you just said Absolutely. earlier. Because you, you, you were saying yeah, like, a little bit earlier, you just don't know at. how you're going to know mm-hmm. if you don't know. And I think people just assume 
that it's hot flushes and period stopping yeah. when there are about 60 symptoms and counting mm. and everybody's different so thankfully you won't all we won't all experience 60 60 symptoms or side effects but you know a handful potentially because you've got estrogen receptors from the roots of our hair to the tips of our toes so it can affect everything brain hair skin eyes mouth teeth gums everything you know all the way down to gut issues and your bones and muscles hurting and just there's just so many so we just need to be more educated and to know what to look out for and you know you go to the doctors and you're under 45 and they say no impossible there's no way you can be perimenopausal you're like well hang on a minute if my fertility drops out in my late 30s you know which it does right yeah then of course there's some there's there's hormones are slowing down so it makes sense that we're going to start experiencing some kind of well, I think part Changes. of it comes from the misconception. No, it's not a misconception because it is true, but it drives a misconception. Yeah. That about by the age of 52 or 53, something like 98% of women will be, or they'll pass through menopause into post-menopause mm. time. But therefore, people think that that is the age that it's all happening. Mm. It's like, no, no, the fact... It's a longer the, period, The fact yeah. is that actually that that is the time that people will be passing through it. But actually, these things can start a decade. Yeah before and some people even earlier yeah so this kind of that's an example i guess where like misconceptions can drive a lot of like shame and stigma because well, i can't be this or must be something else wrong with me and you you you've, you don't understand and therefore it creates such a discomfort i guess yeah it really does and, and you know what it does usually come at the time when we just put it off with either bereavement stress mm. being extra tired you know all those kind of things and that for me was exactly um, what I did for about three or four or five years, I was just like, I don't know what this is. Am I depressed? I need to go to the doctors. I'm really over emotional. You know, then my period started going all over the place and there just wasn't enough information. And that's why I'm just like, straight away when I speak to women, how are your hormones? You know, that should be a question that's asked that's immediately so when you come into yeah. the doctors. Especially if a woman comes into the surgery and she's not really been there very often before and she's in her 40s and she's completely racked with like, feelings of self-doubt insecurity panic attacks being over emotional all of those kind of things you sort of sh the hormone should always be something that's yeah. kind of talked about yeah. and the power of lived experience is huge which is why i think it's really important you know if you're if you listen to this and thought i really want to learn about this and understand perhaps you've got a, a parent or perhaps it's your, your partner of, uh, of someone and you want to understand or you think that you might be recognizing some of these things then please check out the book we'll leave the, in the link in the show notes i think that power of lived experience is huge and i actually yeah. you know it's, it's, it's a completely different like, comparing but you know with adhd for example i found to be honest most of the benefits of learning about it is from people's lived experience because yeah. you can relate to another person um, so yeah check it out and there's but, a there's a section of advice for loved ones because it is you know it's a tricky for our partners and yes. our, and our and, and the men in our lives whether it's somebody we work with or our brother or uncle or whoever it is hard for them to understand because half the time we don't understand yeah. so there is a little section in there that george very kindly got involved in so oh, that well, we can kind of pass on oh, no, it's brilliant his, because, it his advice. because people also it's kind of what i say about men's mental health is that we we all love a man in a life that we love we yeah. all have women in our lives that we love and therefore they're the things they face becomes what we face yeah. and therefore we want to support them so caring for the carers and supporting the carers I guess is, is really important in all senses well it's been an absolute joy to have you on the Stompcast <laughs> I'm really grateful it's been great we've really kind of we've I think we've come away in each part and 
I think we've really brought out some interesting and, and powerful tips, I think, for thank people you. to take away. So thank you. I mean, I've really, really enjoyed it. And it's been a beautiful kind of stomp through this forest. <laughs> so everyone, um, look after yourselves. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm certain that you will have. As I say, we'll leave some links in the show notes uh, there. Uh, and also some um, support services as well. If you're going through uh, uh, perimenopause, menopause, and you're struggling, we'll leave some kind of support services there as well. Uh, and we'll see you um, if you're a subscriber to Behind the Stomp Car on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can start a free trial. If you enjoy it, stick around. If you don't, then obviously cancel the subscription. We hope to see you there. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? How dare you? Um, we'll be reflecting, my, well, myself and producer Soph will be reflecting on some of the key things from this episode. Um, we'll be bringing in a few of our insights, I guess, in the fields of love and so on. Who knows? Um, so we'll see you there. Take care, everyone, and goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.